the A&R Vent Podcast. We are back, the A&R Vent Podcast. I'm here with my brother Rondell. We got the yes, sir. special edition today, the sports edition, and we have Big Al in the building. How's it going? Thanks for having me, guys. Hope everybody's being safe during these times. Yes, and we appreciate it, man. We appreciate you taking the time out to chill with us. So, um, okay, so we're gonna we're just gonna start. We're gonna kick it off, and um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was. You know the the NBA returning after the lockdown. How do you guys feel about that? Who wants to go first? I'm gonna I'm gonna step in real quick. I'm gonna step in real quick. Uh, I just since we're talking about the NBA, you know, Al today, Jerry Sloan, the Utah Jazz infamous coach, he passed away today. Wow. Wow. Well, I did. I, I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, man, it, it is only right that we, we pay some respect to um, Jerry Sloan. Let, let me give the people a quick background on Jerry. He was, uh, um, he was a player from 1965 to 1966 for the Baltimore Bullets. Uh-huh. And 1966 to 1976, he played for the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Jerry Sloan also uh, was an assistant coach on the Chicago Bulls from 1978 to 1979. He went on to head coach the Chicago Bulls from 79 to 1982. He then was infamous for this, became an assistant coach for the Utah Jazz. The infamous part is he was the Utah Jazz's head coach from 1988 to 2011. Wow. Um, unfortunately, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and a disease called the Lewy body dementia uh-huh. in 2016, and he died due to those causes. Wow. So I just wanted to give a quick rest in peace to Jerry Sloan, the Utah Jazz's coach. He coached players like Carl Malone, John Stockton, to multiple bouts with his ex-team, the Chicago Bulls, against Michael Jordan. And um, he's a Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame player, and I just wanted to take that time out before we got into everything to take some time and just show respect to Jerry Sloan. Definitely. R.I.P., man. Yep. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, with that being said, um, let's let's get into it, Adam. I'm going to let you go ahead first, man. You're our guest. So it's only right that we let you go ahead and, and speak on the, the state of the NBA and how you feel about it coming back. Well, I'm on both sides of the spectrum at the moment because, say for one thing, you do start it up, you get into the playoffs, then like a big star gets diagnosed. That team can go from championship aspirations to losing in the first round. And then on on the other hand, I'm like, man, I want sports back. I want to see what's going on. What can, and get this process going. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel like um, at first I was ready for them to trash the whole season. I really don't see how they can bring back the NBA and for it to feel like the NBA. Um, they said the fans weren't even going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to figure out ways to, to, to distance fans with social distancing if they can or even allowed in certain venues. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if it would be a smart move for the NBA to bring it back until they, I think they should take time because it feels like it's going to be rushed. And I feel like a lot of teams are going to get shortcutted because how do you do it? Right. Like, like, you know how it goes out. You got the, 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 the below teams who are, you know, the Knicks, the Warriors, everybody that's up for the draft picks. And then you got the number ones who are like the Lakers, the Clippers, the, the Milwaukee Bucks. How, how would you even think they can bring something like that back? Yeah. You, you, you're right. You're right, Ron, because, like I said, once again, say the playoffs start, you know, in a month or two. Everything's going great. There's no fans. You know, people are watching it on TV. But then Atetokounmpo gets diagnosed with this virus. Now... You go from oh, the Bucks can win win it all to they're not going to get past whoever they're playing. So you you absolutely right on on that, Ron. They shouldn't rush back. Maybe next year, probably there's a cure. This way, everybody can get it, and we can start fresh all over with a new season, and everybody will be all right. Yeah, the date that I they're agree. throwing around is July fifteenth. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, I heard about yeah. the last of I'm just yeah. curious to see how they would go about doing it. Because I heard different rumors about, like, tournaments or the top seeds being the ones in the tournaments and eliminating those or possibly giving those that were close, like 10 seeds, a chance. But <clears throat> I don't see it either way being fair, like at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like you said, the lower, the lower team. Yeah, like the lower and then, teams, and then you got teams like, let's say the Trailblazers, right? They were they were low, but they they still had the opportunity to come back. Mm-hmm. So is that fair to the Trailblazers? Is that fair to these other teams that could have used those thirty games that weren't played to you know to their advantage to get into the playoffs? What if Chris Paul, you know, would have you know who knows what would have happened with OKC, and then the yep. Trailblazers or anybody else could have came up. Yeah. Yep. So it's a lot of what ifs with the NBA. So I, I just I'm looking forward to what Adam Silver's planning on doing. Yeah, because the the big what if is also say everything runs smoothly, the playoffs gets done, then all of a sudden, 2020, somebody gets crowned a champion. You got those people out there that says, well, it's not fair. The Lakers won because it was a. Sh- they stopped the season. It could have been something else. And then you got, like you said, Ron, the what ifs. What if yeah. the whole season played out? The Bucks could have won. What if, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel fulfilled about this NBA season if it turns out to be something like that? You know what I mean? So that's why I said I, I, I would love to see basketball come back. I'm a huge basketball fan. But I want it done right. I don't want it rushed. I don't want it. Oh, let's hurry up. Let's do this tournament. Let's just put all of these players in Houston and make them play out of one stadium and and have tournaments. And that that crowning that champion is not to me is is just not NBA style. Like I I feel like the NBA has been held up to a certain caliber for so many years with how they've been run and and everything that even from the David Stern um, errors, it's just like we expect certain things, and if we don't get it. Like how, how do you how do you claim a champion? Like how how are you yeah. called the champ? You didn't even get it the fair way. Yeah, you yeah, just, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. It's true. 
Totally true. And that, that's just my take on it, man. That's a tough situation, man. It's it's tough because it can go, you know, different ways. Like you said, you know, a lot of people are going to be like they're not the real champions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I really don't know. You know, I I think it, I think July fifteenth is too soon. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And July 15th can come up on you real quick. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. That's something to think about. But, um, you know, something else I wanted, I was thinking about, I was thinking about the Michael Jordan docuseries, right? Um, Yeah, sure. Did you guys get a chance (laughs) to check that out? Yeah, I did. What did you, what, what are your thoughts on it? It's got, it shows me how much the NBA has changed from what Michael Jordan used basketball used to be to what it is now, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it also it also makes me appreciate what Jordan did, too. You mm-hmm. know, he kept beating on my Knicks every time, but I'm like, man, that's greatness right there. I'm watching. So, <laughs> I kept, and then I watched it again, and I'm like, man, imagine if Jordan wasn't on the Bulls. Wow. What the Knicks would be right now. But, you know, yeah, things happen for a reason. That's true. That that is true. The, the 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 what I found interesting about it, what I I always found the why he went to baseball. You know, I always wondered like why did he even try baseball because he was horrible at it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, according to the docu series, go ahead, Al. I'm into. I'm probably getting into conspiracy theories here, but I read that David Stern didn't want to suspend Jordan for his gambling, uh-huh. so he him and went came to an agreement, saying, "Look, you'll get suspended for two for for a year, and then you can come back." That's me going on conspiracy theories, but I don't know. Mm. Mm. I so, know that in the docu-series, there was a journalist, I, I forget his name, but the journalist also said that the um, conspiracy theories were actually just that. They were just conspiracy theories because a year prior to that, Michael uh, expressed to him that he was tired of the game of basketball, this would be his last season, and that he wanted to go play basketball. Like He expressed that to the journalist. I forget his name, but he was on the, um, the Michael Jordan Last Dance docu-series. You mean he wanted so to go me, play it's just, baseball? Yeah, 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 he wanted to play baseball. So, for me, <clears throat> I feel like there's some truth with that. You know, I don't I don't see why he would have got suspended for gambling when there was so many NBA players and so much other shit, you know? Yeah. Like, it was a lot of, it was a lot of corrupt stuff going on back then. And, and for David Stern to really pick on, like, the largest basketball player of all time mm-hmm. who really bought the NBA global when he joined the Dream Team, to me, I felt like it was exactly what you said it was, Al, a conspiracy theory. I don't think it was true at all. After watching the documentary, I definitely don't feel like it was true that he got suspended because after that, you got to remember that the NBA wants to make money. Yep. Without Michael Jordan, the NBA doesn't make as much money. They don't get as many views. People were watching just to see Jordan. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that's not a good business move on David Stern's part, but Jordan has so much power at that time that 
he said he can do whatever the hell he wants to do. Shit, he got a damn contract with the White Sox. It was for the minor leagues, but he played on the White Sox and he filled the seats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> when he got to the birds, forget about it. Like, it was just jam-packed. Like, it, it was crazy. Yeah. Michael Jordan's, his presence was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think uh, he probably could have played any sport he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, he could have did whatever the hell he wanted to do. He's going to fucking do it. Yep. He could have played football if he wanted. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, Rondell, what else did you get out of the docuseries? Did you, did you, um, uh, any anything else made you think? Um, um, knowing the inside of what was going on with the general manager, mm-hmm. I was so young at that time. I didn't know why they broke up. Like certain things like that. I always questioned. I was like, how the hell did you break up a team like that? Like what happened? Why did Michael Jordan just walk away? So it gave me a different perspective on what was going on behind the scenes. And oh. that to me was more intriguing than, than, than anything. I mean, you know, you got some parts where, um, Scotty Pippen, he's not really happy about how he was portrayed. Horace Grant's not really happy about he was how he was portrayed. But for me, it was more of the background story of why the hell would you break up a championship team that went three and three in eight years? Yeah. 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 And then so also, I believe it was Jerry Cross, right? Yeah. And then also you got Scotty Pippen getting paid pennies, and he's the yeah. second best player on that team. Wow. How you feel about that, Al? Uh, you know, that that's probably another reason I'm like, how? How did he pull up? How did Pippen put up with this? Because if a player of his caliber during this NBA, it would be over. He would be disgruntled. He would be asking for trades. He would not be playing. But you know what I'm saying? I don't know what kept Pippen there. Maybe the championships. Mm. You know, you know the backstory was he was from I believe mean, Arkansas or something. He was from a very poor family, and and he he knew he had some back issues. So when they offered him, I think it was like seventeen mil for like eight years, some crazy contract like that or something. Don't don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But he saw the opportunity of this may never present itself again. I gotta sign it. He went against his own agent's advice and still signed the contract. Wow. So for me. I feel like Pippen knew what he was signing up for. And at the end of the day, you have to fulfill your contract. This is a business. This is a business. It doesn't matter how good you are back then. Yeah. Now, the players now, they have a lot more say-so than they did back then. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Scotty Pippen, to me, should have been, it should have been Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, like, as the highest-paid players in the NBA back then. But finding that out was another thing for me where I was like, wow, I, that's that's crazy. How do you underpay Scottie Pippen? No, that was a smart business move on behalf of the Chicago Bulls because they got extra for less. Yeah. Unfortunately. You know, and, and Pippen, there's no Jordan without Pippen. Nope. You know? Mm-hmm. So he, he played a real great part of the And then took the Bulls to the playoffs when Jordan went to play baseball. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't give Pippen credit for that either. But, you know, contracts you're held to that, man. It's it's very binding, it's very hard to get out of, so it's important to know what you're signing and what you're signing up for it. Unfortunately, you know, he he signed up for something that was, you know, beneath his pay grade, but he didn't know he would be a great player. Like who knows they're gonna be a great player? You know what I'm saying? Besides LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like like let's be real. 
Michael Jordan wasn't even the first round. Or he wasn't even the first, the number one draft pick of his of his draft. That's so crazy. Yeah, for him to turn out the way he turned out is like unbelievable. How many how many top ten players that you get that you draft every year are like superstars? Yeah, true. Very few. A lot of them bomb. A lot of them come into the NBA and they just fall on their face. <laughs> yeah, and, and now it's about the money. So, like I said, um, the Michael Jordan docuseries was, was great. I've always been a Michael Jordan fan. Um, he personally, I feel like he is the greatest player of all time. Um, the things he had to endure, the physicality, uh, the Jordan rules, the Detroit Pistons, he, he went up against a lot of people. Now, people were saying it's time. Um, he was losing. But if you ask me, he won when it counted, and he did it three times in a row twice and never lost in the finals, nor went to a game seven in the finals. Yep. That, to me, is, like, unbelievable. Yeah. It's goatish, man. Yeah. yeah. Doing goat things. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goat. <laughs> yeah, you know, this this argument between LeBron and Jordan, who's the goat, I'm like, stop it. We already know who it is, you know? Yeah. Even LeBron had to address that. You know, LeBron has addressed that on multiple occasions. Yep. Yeah. But I think the Jackie series was great. ESPN needed um, dialogue. They needed stuff to talk about. All, all um, um, NBA and, and, and sports casting place, they needed all type. They needed anything right now because there's nothing going on. Yeah. yeah. So that Michael, jo- that Michael Jordan Jackie series was like the best thing. Yeah, do you feel? But now he's only. So what's next? You know, what's next? Hey, but do you feel? Do you feel that the doc, the docu series, painted him as being an asshole? No, no, not really. I don't think so. It's just he's just a winner, and he wanted to win. Mm. This some people motivate people differently. You know, some people motivate them by being the quiet leader, like Eli Manning. Some people motivate others by yelling and screaming. Getting getting them hyped, but I don't think no, no, I don't think so. Mm. Okay, I think, and we have to compare. Things were different back then too, you know. So people to bring how it goes now to how it was then, it's never fair to me. Whether it's comedy, whether it's music, whether it's something that somebody said ten years ago and you're holding it over their head today, twenty years ago, it doesn't make sense because the times have changed. So Jordan at that time was doing what he had to do at that time. Yeah. To win. Because why are you playing basketball to win championships? Now it seems like you're playing basketball to get money, which is nothing wrong with that. Everybody needs to get paid. But I feel like the championship aspect of everything has faded into the background. Um, Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. I'm happy how they did the All-Star game this past year. Um, and, and memory of him, I hope that continues because it showed a lot more competition than we've ever seen before at an all-star game. Yeah. So it's stuff like that that's, like, nostalgic to me. Like, I like to see competition, man. I don't I don't like to see guys just going out there and not playing defense. Like, what are we watching? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't like to see another team dominate another team too bad either yeah, because it's exactly. boring. It's, it's boring. Like, like, why even watch it when you know who's gonna win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's whack. That's whack, definitely. 
But um, you know, another you know another to- topic uh that I wanted to talk about um was the NBA draft which is coming up. You know, did do you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, I it seems that if the lottery happened, I've seen some mock drafts and it seems that the Knicks are picking six this year and they got them around that range every time. And it's and it looks like the Warriors, they got the Warriors, T-Wolves and Pistons, one, two, three. If the if the draft, you know, if the mock these are the mock drafts that I got. Okay. So how do you how do you feel about LaMelo Ball? Do you think he's a good player? I don't think so. I think he's going to put up buckets, but when it comes to the defensive end, he's just going to get picked on, picked on, and picked on. Unless he bulks up a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. then maybe he has a chance. Rondell, how do you feel about LaMelo Ball? I think LaMelo Ball is the superstar of the draft. Um, there's a lot of hype around him. He's been doing great over and don't quote me on this, but he's playing in Australia. He's definitely playing in Australia. And he has 17 points per game, 6.8 assists, 8 rebounds, and 1.2 steals. Mm. His last name alone is what everybody wants. Yeah. But at the same time, he's balling overseas. You know what I mean? He's balling against grown men. Yeah. So we we got to give it up for that. Um, everybody wants him to go to the Knicks. For me, I feel like it's a it's a superstar grab. Like we always want a superstar grab. I think that now with the new front office that Leon Rose is, is presenting, we make conscious decisions for the New York Knicks. <laughs> so mm. if Lamelo Ball makes sense. And he falls to us, okay, but make sense of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But he is the superstar. And I definitely feel like he'll go top three if not number one. You you know, a lot of people are comparing him to Zion. Like, how do you feel Lamar, uh, at this point? We don't know that much about LaMelo, but how do you feel that? Do you think he can outshine Zion? they're going to go about that. 
But I'm going to tell you one thing. John Morant was rookie of the year before Zion Williamson came in. True. Zion was out three months of the season, practically. Yeah. Yeah. John Morant was balling. Yeah. John Morant was rookie of the year, if you ask me. Yeah, he was. I told, I was telling Rondell during the season. I'm like, John Moran, man, John Moran, he's rookie of the year. When Zion comes back, he can ball out, but it's John Moran winning the rookie of the year. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah, I think he's a beast too, Zion, man. Like I, I the stuff that I seen, I don't even know how he's he has such a uh uh his his flight game like at his weight he's like 300 yep. pounds and this guy's <laughs> gliding in the air like a freaking airplane like <laughs> yep that's crazy yep yeah, he's I like he's I, like I, 280 <laughs> he's built like a linebacker but he glides like a point guard yeah i'm t- yo this guy flies man he's like a bird yep <laughs> Now, you yeah. know what I'm saying, Pelican fans? Enjoy, man. Yeah, he's All a right. freak. I'm gonna give you guys. I'm gonna give you guys my top ten draft picks, right? Okay. Quote me on this to see how the draft goes. Um, Al, you got your top ten? Yeah, I got him. I got him right here. All right, we, we're gonna do. You know, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna do my order first. Okay. Then I'm, I'm gonna let you do your order, and we will refer back to this when the draft. Happens to see who was more accurate, so we can debate on that. Um, one through ten. Number one, I have Lamelo Ball, Australia. Number two, Killian Hayes. Uh, Killian Hayes is from. Uh, he plays in France. Anthony Edwards. He's another one. He's a guard, six five, two twenty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 Knicks would would really uh, come up with him also. But um, <laughs> on Yeko, Anka, <laughs> Gua. God forgive me for messing up your name. He's a forward. <laughs> Yo, you know when he has a name? Yo, you know when he has a name like that, he got to be like seven foot. Bro, he's 6'9", 245. <laughs> he's averaging 16.2 points, 1.1 steals, and 8.6 rebounds, brother. Yep. This boy is a beast. Um, another another player that I'm hoping the Knicks can grab if they can't get, you know, top, top four. And if he falls, OB Toppings. Mm. I mean, OB Toppins. Mm. OB Toppins, he plays in Dayton. He's uh, 6'9", 220. He's averaging 20 points, 2.0 assists, and uh, 7.5 rebounds. Um, I would say after him, I would go James Wiseman. James Wiseman is out of Memphis. He's a center. Mm-hmm. 19.7 points per game, bro. 10.7 rebounds. He's a center. Um, Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton is from Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And um, he's pushing 15.2 points per game, 6.5 assists, and 5.9 rebounds per game. That's another player to look out for. And Isaac Okoro. Okoro. I hope I pronounced his name right. <laughs> he's from Auburn. <laughs> Isaac's a forward, man. He's 6'6", 225. He's averaging 12.8 points per game, 2.0 assists, and 4.4 rebounds per game. And this is just the um, 
the 2019-2020 season that we were able to see. And there is this overseas, and, and I feel like he's like a Luka Doncic, <laughs> like, uh-huh. like on the low. Yeah. It's Denny, Denny, uh, Abdija, oh Abdija. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Al. He's 6'9", 220. He's averaging 10 points per game, 2.9 assists, and 6.6 rebounds. I think he'll be phenomenal. And he would be the first NBA player from Israel if he was drafted. Wow. Which I, I have no doubts in my mind he will be drafted. Yeah. I believe my 10th pick is Tyrese Maxey, right? Now, I have an in and out with this. But I have another one after him. See, Tyrese Maxey, he's a Kentucky, one of those Kentucky students. Now, you know, everybody says, even our boy, um, what's our boy from, from the New York Knicks that came from Kentucky, that, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Zion snatched the ball from him. What's his name, Al? Oh, Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox is from Kentucky. <laughs> Kevin Knox is from Kentucky. So it's like we 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 had high expectations from these Kentucky uh, players, you know. But I'm not gonna knock it's on man, Kevin Knox. It's a hit or miss with those Kentucky guys, man. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey. He's averaging 14 points per game, three assists per game, and four rebounds per game. So I, I got him coming in at number ten. Okay. I was matching him in and out with Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony was a high prospect, but his team is, according to what I was looking at, his team he's playing for is weak. Mm. So people are feeling like Cole Anthony. He's from North Carolina State, by the way. Shout out to North Carolina. Um, they feel like he's just benefiting from is unexperienced team, and he's getting 18 points per game, four assists, and averaging five rebounds right now. All of these stats and everything that I've said, to me personally, they don't count because even the college season got cut short. We didn't even get to enjoy March Madness, so yeah. we really don't know who would have been topped, who would have been bottomed, who would have been who would have been X'd out of the top of my top ten, and we didn't get to see these boys ball out. So this is just going off of what I have to work with right now. I feel you. Okay. You know, yeah. but, um, yeah, I have Cole Anthony and Tyrese Maxey um, battling for the 10th spot. Let's go, Al. What you got, baby? All right. So I, I got the Warriors picking LaMelo Ball. Okay. Oh, you're, yeah. picking, you're saying team names. You're saying team names. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm telling you, man, him, him, and, him and Curry can go. Him, Curry, and Clay. Wow. Oh, the wings, bro. They're going to be like American Express. Wow. American Airlines. Wow. <laughs> the wings on that team. It's going to be ridiculous. Continue. Yeah, man. And here's where you and me differ. I got the T-Wolves picking Anthony Edwards at number two. Oh, I see. And he stays going to the Pistons. Okay. Then I got the Hawks picking that... Uh, Okanwe, the center. Okanyeka. 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 Yeah. And then I got the Cavs picking Cole Anthony. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I got him picking. The Cavs picking Cole Anthony. And I got the Knicks picking OB Tom. Tom, Tom. Me too. Me too. Because 
I heard good things about him. He can shoot the three, and he can. He's also got a a mid range game. So, like I said, teaming him with Mitchell, RJ, you know, maybe he can yeah. space the floor. But like I said, he's got to he's got to consistently hit the three in the, at the NBA level to be successful. Okay. Then I got the Bulls picking Tyrese Hill, Hilton Burton. Then Halliburton, yeah, yeah, Halliburton. Then I got the Hornets picking James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. His son are de- are gonna pick up that Israel kid, De Danny, Adivia, Adija, Adija. And then I got the Wizards picking a guy named Aaron Naismith, small forward. You know who, who I'm talking about? Aaron Naismith. Yeah, I didn't hear you talking about. I think he plays for, I think it's the Georgia or Arizona. Don't quote me on that. But it's Vanderbilt. He plays for Vanderbilt. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Aaron Naismith. Small yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Good deal, bro. You're going to see what happens with the draft. Good deal. Like I said, man. That the Warriors are gonna be crazy, man. If they if they get the number one pick and pick Lamelo Ball, man. You know, with me, I didn't even do teams. I just did college players because of the way that the NBA structured the new draft. So, sure. you know, years ago, how we already know, um, the worst yeah. team gets the first pick automatically. Yeah. Um. Now, no, no. Everybody is fair play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair play, bro. And, but you, you, know, you know, as much I as we want the Knicks to get that number one pick, <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna happen. <laughs> but you, you we know, pray um, every year we pray every year, Ron. Every year, every nothing, year. nothing goes away, man. Yeah, yeah. The the only thing that I think might be a little different. Everyone's saying is uh, Lamelo Ball is gonna go first. I don't know. I think that it could be a toss-up with that other kid, um, Anthony. I think he could go number okay. one, too. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, no, it's, a, absolutely. I think it's a toss-up between him and LaMelo. I think one of them are going to go number one. You know, that's the only you thing. You know what it's about? It's about what the, that number one team needs. Yeah. 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 And for me, personally, I don't see LaMelo on the Golden State Warriors. They got... They got Curry, and they got Clay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for me, that's just, you, you got enough. And y'all are aiming for um, Giannis Antetokounmpo in free agency. So, it's like, if you get him too, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Yeah. And I love me some Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, um, come on, guys. Come on, <laughs> it always happens, man. It always happens. Who, who would have thought that Kevin Durant was going to start with the Warriors, man? Come on, that. guys. He gets to come on, guys. Kevin Durant. Then he goes to Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Durant. But good luck over there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. And hey. then, uh, yeah, he's, he's still injured. He got Kyrie saying crazy, outrageous things. I'm like, man, uh, I'm so glad. Good job, man. Stay over there in Brooklyn, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah man. We running out of time. Yo, Rondell, we running out of time, man. So, uh, Yeah, we here. Um, Hey, Al, I want to say thank you so much, my brother, for your time. 
No problem. Thanks for having me. And we hopefully we're going to make this happen every Friday. And Antoine, as usual, thank you, sir, for everything. And um, we can wrap it up now. Antoine, you go ahead and lead us the way. Yeah, man. Yo, I appreciate you calling in, man. And, you know, hopefully we can continue. Like, I got a, a, a education about the NBA today. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a little bit. That's like 5%. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we got more for you, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we appreciate it, man. And, you know, we're going to get out of here till uh, next week. You can catch us next week, Friday, same time. We appreciate you guys, and we out of here. Yes, sir. All Thank right. you so much, Miguel. Thank you. Stay safe, guys. All right. Yes, sir. The A&R Vent Podcast.